Hi, and welcome to the Pleasure for Health podcast, the space where we talk about topics related to intimacy, relationships, desire, and of course, pleasure. I'm your host, Ailsa Kepi, a somatic sex educator, therapist, and a lifelong student of the body-mind-spirit connection. You can find out more about me and my programs and services on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com. Hi and welcome. My name is Elsa and I'm here to do our weekly Ask Elsa podcast or um, Facebook Live, wherever you're watching this from. Um, Today, the topic that I thought would be really interesting to explore with you is how much time should you be spending with your partner? And I mean your intimate partner, if you have one. Perhaps you have many partners, in which case you're going to have to figure out how this relates to your particular configuration. But I thought it was interesting to kind of look at this idea of are we supposed to spend all of our time with our intimate partner? Are we, is there a recommended amount of time in order to create the most intimacy? Um, if we are spending time with our partner, how do we make it really count? Because many of us are like, well, we want quality time with our partner. And what does quality time even look like? So let's explore a little bit of that today. And if you have comments or you're watching live, please do um, ask questions or comment as we go along. So in my mind, I started off by, by researching just what is the average time that most people spend with their partner. And according to my research, It was about two to two and a half hours a day, and that includes days off, like weekends. So out of a 24-hour day, that may not be that much. If you consider that both partners could be working for eight to 10 hours a day and commuting, two to two and a half hours seems quite like quite a lot of time. But when I researched a little bit deeper, it seemed like a lot of that, at least a third of that time was spent watching television together which you know i have to say is not necessarily the uh the most um, invigorating quality partner time so if you know you spend time watching tv you spend time eating together quite often and you spend time house cleaning those are the typical activities that we do with our intimate partner it doesn't sound very fun or sexy when you talk about um you know what do we do with each other So, you know, I was kind of looking at what I get a feel for when I work or coach people or when I talk to friends and family and colleagues about this kind of quality time and how do we put that together. In my particular case, um, my partner and I spend a lot of time together because our work is quite often at home together. So we're in the same space a lot. Um, We're talking about... Uh, visioning our ideas we have to talk about we're renovating right now so there's a lot to talk about with that if any of you have taken on the uh, renovation craze with uh, COVID you might notice that you're spending more time with your partner talking about (laughs) renovating how you do that um, painting or building things together which I actually do think is kind of quality time so you may find that renovating together is a really fun thing to do Um, If you are one of those couples that's ended up both trying to work from home, 
it can be seriously challenging to have this much time together. And I know a lot of people said they've had to kind of make separate spaces in their house so that they don't feel like they're all always just on top of each other. But I do notice that a lot of couples liked having extra meals together. So if you have a lunch break together, you can have lunch together, have dinner together, breakfast together. Eating together seems to be a fun thing to do. Um, so another thing that I noticed from my personal life too is I have four kids who are late teens, early 20s. And when they're actually looking at relationship and how much time they want to spend together, it's usually quite a lot. So I hear from them that, you know, they want their interested other party to kind of be with them and hanging out together most of the day and most of the night as well. And I kind of think like, wow, that's a lot of time to spend together. And is that really healthy? And so, you know, it could be, it could be that relaxing together can be really nice. If you haven't seen someone for a long time, of course, you might want to hang out and watch movies and then make dinner and then, you know, go for a walk together and then clean the house. And you may want to spend an entire day doing things together. So where I think this gets a little bit tricky is, you know, when we have a, um, a difference in partners. So one partner wants to spend more time together or is missing the other one and the other partner is feeling like they're swamped or um, you know, their style is getting cramped or they're just getting overwhelmed with spending so much time together. Or perhaps one partner is very social, has a big social network, lots of friends, and the other partner is not so social or maybe more introspective, but just likes having their partner around in their space all the time. So what do we do at this point when we have a difference in how much time we want to spend together? And I think this is really the core part of relationshiping is how do we communicate, how do we negotiate and come to an agreement that works for both parties. And, you know, this is really back to how much do you know about yourself? How much do you know about um, what you want in a relationship? And have you really sat with that, those wants and desires and gotten to the bottom of them? Or you know, a little bit more clarity about whether those are actually needs and wants that you are enjoying spending time with your partner and you want to, or whether this is a lack of ability to spend time on your own or a fear of being abandoned, um, or, you know, uh, you want to feel secure, you want your, you want to be validated that you're worth spending time with. So therefore, you need to have the other person wanting to spend time with you. So these are all interesting self-awareness practices that we need to kind of, or, you know, we could explore on our own. My partner is actually quite good at um, reminding me that, you know, we have our own, our own things that we need to do by ourselves and we have the relationship thing that we do with the other person. And we have to actually give ourselves enough time and enough self-respect um, and self-love that we take the time to do our own work, even when we're in a partnership. So I notice uh, as a you know female identifying person, I have been kind of culturally um, brought up to do a lot of my processing verbally. And so when I'm working through stuff on my own, I like to talk about it. 
And, you know, some people that are different genders um, have similar ways of doing that. So if you're like a verbal processor and you like to work on your own stuff with your partner, you may really need or want them there so that you can talk about everything that you're feeling and things that are coming up. So this is all great if you have a partner that also enjoys doing that. I personally have a partner that needs a lot of alone time to process because he tends to process things on his own and through meditation or movement. And this is a great balance for me because I know myself that I can get drawn into a conversation about about what I'm feeling and never actually do my own work. So never sit with my own feelings. And I just want to kind of verbally process for a long time with my partner until I feel like, okay, I'm lovable and he, you know, I'm loved, therefore I'm okay. Which is, you know, a place that we need, that we, is nice to be able to get to on our own as well. So we can feel that we're loved and worthwhile on our own and we bring that to our partner and then we can have some different types of time together. So if you're kind of craving more time with your partner because you never get time to talk about things, maybe that's true and maybe you need to ask for a little bit more time, but maybe it's also true to spend some time on your own. One of the biggest lessons I had actually, we were doing a dance class, my partner and I, it was a workshop, and at the beginning of the class, um, I asked if we could do this exercise where we sat back to back and it was just kind of warm up. So, you know, it was really nice to just have that contact on my back. And so I sat for a couple of minutes just feeling, you know, my spine against his spine and my back and the body heat and it felt really good. And I was like, started processing all the, how it felt good and I wanted to start telling him about it. And I, I looked over my shoulder and, you know, started to try and, talk about what I was feeling and my partner just kind of whispered back I think this is supposed to be a non-verbal exercise you know and it was pretty funny because I realized in that moment that I was ex having an experience of being with my partner physically and just enjoying the body connection and I didn't need to talk about it right then you know I could process some stuff on my own those thoughts could be there it didn't take away from the experience. It didn't actually add to the experience to talk about it either. And that's one of the things, the traps that we can get into is that we think talking about our experience will actually make it better. So if we're spending time with our partner and we're talking about spending time with our, you know, how we're feeling and all that, that can actually um, get in the way of just spending time with them. So there's so many nuances to how we cultivate our time together. And, you know, it's, it's interesting to notice those tendencies of yourself. You know, on the other hand, you might be one of those people that is avoidant. You avoid spending um, time with someone because it opens you up to being more vulnerable. You can't hide your feelings so well if you're always, you know, if you're in their presence a lot, they, they get a sense of who you are and maybe you don't like that or you're uncomfortable with that. That might be something as well that you want to look at. Um, in yourself. So I think what I'm getting at, you know, without kind of getting into a huge psychologizing um, episode, is that to spend quality time with another person requires that you're willing to spend quality time with yourself. And it requires that you bring that awareness of yourself to your opportunity to spend time with your partner. 
and that you bring the curiosity of who your partner is. So it's not just about your needs when you're spending time with your partner. It's about getting to know them and that, you know, you can sometimes back and forth about your needs, of course, in our relationship, that's part of the, the gift of a relationship is to get your needs met in some ways. But it's also beautiful to think about and feel into what needs can I meet for myself? What can I bring of myself to my partner? And what can my partner, you know, open up for me? What can I be curious about in them? And that requires, you know, um, a certain amount of um, relaxation of the mind and the body. It requires a bit of a open sense. Um, it requires us not to be in a fight or flight state, a stressed nervous system state, because if we're in a stressed out nervous system state, we're basically all about survival. And so therefore, whatever our survival mechanisms, coping strategies are, whether it's talking or whether it's sex or whether it's like coming together closely or however that is, um, that can override actual intimacy with our partner. And, you know, I find that a couple of minutes of real open intimacy where I'm feeling good and grounded in my body and my partner is able to show up in his body, you know, that we actually doesn't take very long to feel really full and satisfied with our, with our connection. And we can go about our day and do lots of other things on our own or together, but just that ability to kind of connect for a couple of minutes really openly and in a relaxed state so you know again in my research i was reading about you know how do we do this and maybe maybe it's just about creating a bit of a ritual um in the morning that you have a couple of minutes where you know an extra minute in bed together cuddling before you get up for the day maybe it's that first sip of coffee where you just you know over your coffee mug you connect um eye to eye and just, you know, acknowledge the existence of each other and your love for each other. There could be just little rituals like that. Of course, the danger in any ritual is that becomes it becomes rote, like just a habitual thing instead of an actual bringing yourself to that. But again, it's our awareness, it's our presence that we bring to each other that is important. So whatever kind of time that you can find, if you can find even a couple of minutes a day with your partner where you both agree to show up in presence and kindness and love, um, that can be all you need. And then of course, anything more than that can be bonus and nothing wrong with having some kind of zoned out time together, uh, but definitely be aware of your own needs, be aware of the other person's needs and how that fits together and communicate 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 about how to make that work for both of you um, and if you obviously are in a, a different relationship configuration with more people it becomes more complex uh, kind of in an exponential way more complex uh, because you're sort of putting everyone together but hopefully there's some nuggets in there for you uh, around you know how much time should I be spending with my partner well it's kind of a self-reflective exercise um, for you and your partner to do and hopefully um, you know that helps you to get a little more awareness around that um, if you're looking for more information about me my programs or coaching please do check out my website at www.pleasureforhealth.com 
All right, until next week, uh, this is it for Ask Elsa. If you have any questions that you would like answered about relationships or intimacy, feel free to reach out with your question. It will be anonymously answered in one of these live uh, broadcasts. And uh, I'd love to hear from you, the listeners, what you'd like to have answered. All right, take care. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Pleasure for Health podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please share it with your friends and loved ones. Let's discover and celebrate more pleasure together. Again, my name is Elsa Kepi, and you can find out more or contact me on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com.